We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Brian, let's go over to the defensive side of the football. We'll start in a spot that I think had some of the biggest question marks entering this offseason, and that was the interior defensive line. I think that's a good place to start, right? So Howard Cross, Riley Mills, the assumed starters, but you have some young guys, the Jason Onyes of the world, mixing in and having big springs. Like for you, who is the guy that you're most excited to watch this this blue and gold game for the interior defensive line? It's Jason Onye, very easily. Jason Onye. I mean, there's other guys I would I would like to see. Kind of, I'd like to see Tyson Ford in the spring off on a good note. You know, he's flashed upside, but it's just got to get way more consistent. And I don't know if he's ready yet. That kind of thing. But, you know, Donovan Heinish has shown some really good moments and Gabriel Rubio's getting better. You know, he's stronger now. He's he's getting better. But Jason, but but with Gabriel Rubio, it's like kind of we, we, we know he's going to be part of the rotation. Right. We know Howard Cross is who, and Howard Cross had a really good spring as well. But we know Howard Cross when he's healthy, he's a pretty good football player. Is Jason Onye going to seriously be a guy that can help them this year? At defensive tackle. And yeah. I'll tell you, Ryan, the kid looks like a million bucks, man. I, I, I like I got a picture that my wife took of him, you know, because my wife does photography for Irish Breakdown, and and she took a photo of him from the spring, and I've got to find it because it's just like that kid does not look like a defensive tackle, like he's a legit two hundred ninety pounds because he is really he is really thick, but he is a I mean he is ripped up, dude, and it's just kind of like man this this kid, boy this kid's got a chance to to be uh. I hear I got the picture a little bit. I'm going to put I'm going to bring it up on the screen. But this is a photo that my wife took of Jason during the spring. And I'm just like, this cat looks a little different than a lot of the other guys. Let me just pull it up here real quick, Ryan. But, you know, the, the thing about him is he's got all the tools that we, we talk about wanting to look for in a defensive lineman. Right. I mean, he's got explosiveness athletically. He's got length. He's powerful. Uh, he's a guy that that's got playmaking potential. It's all the things that you're looking for in a defensive lineman. And you just say, like, look at that. He's like, he's literally got like a borderline six pack as a defensive tackle, you know, and, and he's very muscular, very defined, very built. And, and the that's what I used to look match. like. Yeah, I used right. to look like that one time when you created yourself on NCAA <laughs> Dynasty. Yes, you're correct. That's exactly how you look like on that. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, he, he's got a chance that if the breakout we've seen this spring is real. And the yep. reality is, Ryan, not every kid that has a big spring carries it into the fall. Just That's just the reality of college football. And that's true for Notre Dame and Georgia and Alabama and everybody. It just happens. You hope it doesn't. And you hope it's not Jason Onye because if if the spring breakout is and now again he's got to be more consistent with his execution of his assignments and things like that. And but if the if the spring breakout is real and we see that in the blue gold game and he carries it into the fall, that kid's got a chance to be a very important piece to an improved defensive line. Because the one thing I expect this year is if if he's a breakout, this is going to be a bigger defensive line. Now there's not going to be anybody as big as Chris Smith. But overall, they're going to be much bigger. Gabriel Rubio is over 300 pounds now. Last year, Gabriel Rubio and Chris Smith were the only guys over 290 pounds in the rotation. If you look at the three deep, that was that was it. Jacob Lacey was 285, and then he left. Howard Cross is undersized. Jason Adamiola, at his on his best, most maxed out day, was 285 pounds, and he spent more time in the 270s than he spent at 285 pounds. You know, and you just kind of go into that that depth chart. Now it's like there's only really one guy right now in the top five that's under 290 pounds. And that's Howard Cross. Yeah. You know, Riley Mills is over 290. Jason Onye is over 290. Uh, Gabriel Rubio is over 300 now. And, and you say, boy, if these guys are legit and ready to help you out, boy, man, all of a sudden you got bigger, you got more athletic. And, and he, and he's made a lot of plays in the football this spring. You hope that that yeah. can continue moving forward. And I'm looking forward to seeing if he's, if he's that guy in this, in the blue gold game. Cause it, it's like, it's a taste, right? It's just a taste, sure. but it's really his first action of being able to go out there and put the pads on with tens of thousands of fans in the stadium looking at him. And how does he respond to that? I'm excited about it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I remember. I remember last year at spring ball when I got out there, Brian. Like my eyes were drawn to Jason Onye because I'm like, that guy is a long, athletic-looking interior defensive lineman. Like he looks the part, right? Like he has the baseline to build off of. He has that foundation. And that's Ryan. Exciting. I'm interrupting you because here's the yeah. thing I want you to talk about. Yeah, we don't know if they can play football yet. I was having a conversation with somebody last night about this. We don't know if they can play football yet. But the one thing this defensive line has a lot more of on it now than it did even two years ago is there's a lot more dudes that look the part. A lot more that look the part. Onye, Rubio, Devin Houston, um, 
Tyson, Tyson Ford. Ford. Yeah, yeah. Javante Jean Baptiste, Alexander Aaronsberger, Jordan Patelho looks like a dude. Josh, Josh Burnham, Burnham is yeah. <laughs> the most looks like a dude guy they have. The two most looks like a dude guys on the defensive line are Jason Onye and Josh Burnham. I mean, just like, okay, that guy looks like what you'd expect to see at Alabama. Now we're going to find out thing to play like guys yeah. that you see at Alabama and Georgia. And that's why Jason Onye. And I mean, who's your guy, Ryan? Is it Onye? It, it was going to be a combination of Onye and Tyson Ford was going to be yeah. my answer because I want to see the young guys, right? Like that's, it's the unknowns again. Like you said, I, I know what Howard Cross is going to bring to the table. I'm good with that. I know what Gabriel Rubio is going to bring to the table for the most part. Like he's going to get better. But he's also one of those guys, Brian, he's probably not going to flash in a blue gold game as much because he's a, he's a run stopper, right? Like he's a nose type. He's going to be a guy that is going to clog things up. He's going to work two blockers. He's going to work double teams. Like he's going to do the dirty work inside. Jason Onye is a guy that there might be a couple reps where like it's going to shoot a gap and you're going to be like, oh, 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 that's interesting. Tyson Ford is the same way as a former defensive end that is transitioning inside. Maybe he splits a gap one play, makes a big tackle for us. You're like, oh, okay, Tyson. I see you, brother. I see you. So it's the young guys for me for sure. I am also am sort of interested in seeing Riley Mills full-time inside and see what it looks like. Like, is he more comfortable? Is he ready to be that playmaker? I think you get a little taste of that. But for me, it's the young guys, man. I really want to see what Tyson Ford and Jason Onye can bring to the table. Absolutely. Yeah. If Tyson Ford can kind of grow up as a player, and when I say grow up for Tyson Ford, I'm talking about as a player. Uh, so so don't anyone take that as like he's some immature kid. I'm talking about as a player. So it's, part, so it's a term that you use as a coach to discuss your game's maturity, meaning consistency, your technique, your ability to finish. It's just your polish essentially as a player. And so I want to see him, if he can grow up as a player between now and the season and now all of a sudden you throw him into the mix as well as part of a five to six man rotation. And honestly, Ryan, if you would have said Donovan Heinish, I would have, not argued with you on that one either. I'm very curious to see if Donovan is ready to help this year or not. He may he may still be a year away, but that dude's making that decision of being a year away a little challenging right now because he flashes as well. But here's the big thing that here's a word that I'm using a ton this spring with the old defensive lineman. Flash. Flash. That's code for potential. And as we've always said, potential is a great thing to discuss in the offseason, but you don't win on Saturdays with potential. You went on Saturdays with production, and that's the difference in production comes from consistency. Consistency of effort, consistency of focus, consistency of execution. And when I talk about what I want to see from Jason Onye and Tyson Ford, and we'll, I'll have exactly the same conversation when we get to end, it's that. It's like I, if you can flash a couple plays, it's great. It's better than nothing. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, now let's do that. Let's do that often. Let's do that play after play. And I know we're interested to see how the defensive line just in general develops over the next, you know, off season and into the, the, the future of Notre Dame football. Right. But yeah. I'll say this, Brian, especially when you get that 2023 class in with Bubakar and Armel Mookum, it's going to be a lot of guys that look like they could play SEC ball in that Notre Dame room, man. There's gonna be a lot of guys. Like if I told, if I dropped Jason Onye into Tuscaloosa right now and threw an Alabama Jersey on him and you just walked in practice and saw him there, you'd be like, yeah, that dude looks like he belongs. You could do the same thing with Armel Mukum. You could do the same with Bubakar Trary. You could do the same thing with Joshua Burnham. Like, what's the big difference between 
Joshua Burnham and Drew Sanders that was at Alabama and transferred to Arkansas. Like, what's the big difference? There's really not. Yeah. It's just about playing. It's about maturation, development. So that's what we're looking for out of this team. But you hit a perfect segue here, man. Let's go to the defensive ends. Let's go to the yeah. edge here. Man, talking it's, it's Vipers, talking strong side ends, Yeah. Ryan, there's one dude for me, and you know who it's going to be, dude. You know exactly <laughs> where I'm going with this one. It's Josh yeah. Burnham. So too. We'll, we'll consistent. put a little. We'll put the intel out because I don't mind sharing the intel that we have on the board if it's a few days after it's put up. But an intel piece that I put up this weekend was, you know, because I'm just gathering little nuggets. I'm gonna have another intel piece up later today. I'm gonna do it after the show is over, where I've talked to some people that have been at practices that are not Notre Dame people, like not a coach and all, just other people that that have been at practices and kind of getting their thoughts. And I've now heard from a couple different sources something very interesting about Al Washington that I'm gonna put on the board. Right. And I haven't even told you about it yet, but but we we did put something on the board of, of Josh Burnham. And the thing that we talked about in the spring when we saw him at practice, Ryan, was, you know, I I see the athleticism and drills, but then he gets out there and he's going through one on ones and team. And it's just like he's just not letting it rip. It just you can tell he's he's thinking he's just not sure. OK, what move do I do here? What what's my counter? And, you know, and he just didn't see him let it rip. Well, according to. The intel that I got, Josh really let is letting it go in the last couple couple workouts to the point where I've had a couple people tell me he's even getting some work with the ones in the rotation. Now that could also partly be because now that's late in spring, they're winding down, taking some of the veteran, you know, snaps off of some of the veterans. I think that's part of it as well. But uh, I was told he was the D line MVP of the scrimmage. He had like two and a half sacks, three sacks, or something like three sacks. I think is what I was told, like five tackles or something like that. Like. He really had some really good run. Again, that's going against the twos and threes. But, I mean, when you're dominating the twos and the threes, that's how you earn your shot to go against the ones, right? And so the the phrase that I was told by a couple folks is like it, the, the hope and the excitement at Notre Dame is, did the light go on a little sooner than we expected for Josh? Because, like, it can be frustrating when you see a kid that talented not really break out. But when I talked to – when we had the, the sources, like, in the middle of spring, I didn't put it in that middle of spring update, but – you know, I ask about Josh and I'm like, look, man, we think he's going to be a great player. He's just not ready yet. He's just not, the position's not natural to him yet. He's, we love his athleticism. We, we love the potential. He redshirted last year. So he lost four years left. We're all good. We're not in a rush. We still think the world of him. He just, he's not ready yet. Well, then week and a half later, all of a sudden the switch goes on for Josh a little bit. And then he gets a little bit of confidence. And then that confidence leads to, Hey, I can do this. Yep. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now you've got a confident, you know, Josh Burnham. Good luck with that. You know, and and I think the other thing too that's that's going to help him is being in a position group with Jordan Patelho and Junior Two Alamaca is really good for Josh because those are two motors that are running hot a lot. And it's an example for, hey man, just let it go. Is Jordan Patelho sometimes can line up and say, I don't know what move I should use here. So I'm just going to freaking line up and outrun this guy to the edge. All good. <laughs> right. Okay, Josh, you can do that too, brother. You know, just. Yeah. You just yeah. let her rip, man. And and the counter's like, I'm using this move because I'm going to set up my next my next move. All of that stuff that Josh is just in the infancy stage. The kid was a quarterback and a middle linebacker in high school. Never played yeah. off the edge like this. And when he blitzed in high school, it was right up the middle. He wasn't a guy that would line up on the edge like Jalen Sneed did. So I want to see I want to see the the that carried into the blue gold game. Yeah, that's what I want to see because if he can do that, and all of a sudden you got Patelho to Alamaca and Burnham, and Jalen Sneed, also Nabili get after the quarterback. Oh, my goodness, man. 
I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry to get fired up. I really am. But but we need to see it, right, Ryan? And that's the sure. thing is like you know I'm hearing it, but I now I need to see it because I don't I don't trust anybody's eyes more than my own. Nor should anyone sure. else, yeah. right? If if you if you're in this business and you don't trust your own eyes, now that doesn't mean someone you respect tells you something different. You know what you, your response is? Go watch it again and be sure. open minded to it. But then it's still your eyes have got to tell you, yeah, I'm changing my mind or not, right? And, you know, so you hear it about him and it excites you. And you and I loved his high school film. I had him as a top 100 player, borderline top 50 guy with a five-star upside. Yep. The question is, where is he going to play? Because yes. he was more of just a football player in high school. Can't and if the light has truly gone on for Josh Burnham, man, oh, man, this is going to be a fun year. That's why this projection thing is so tough sometimes. This is like high school, college, even the NFL. Most Players, Brian, do have that moment where the light switch comes on, right? Mm-hmm. But no, but not everybody's the same. Some guys, it happens when they're a freshman. Some guys, it happens when you're a sophomore. Some guys, it doesn't happen until you're a fifth-year senior. Like, you never know. I mean, like, Asmar Bilal, like, the, the light switch kind of came on when he was a Richard senior. You know what I right. mean? Like sometimes Fifth year, like, yeah. Fifth-year yeah. freaking guy. I mean, I remember going into that 2019 season, Ryan, and I'll say it. I, I'll own it when I'm wrong. And I'm like, they're in trouble. Yeah, Drew White's a nice, solid middle linebacker, but he's limited. You, you know, I think Awusu Koromoa's got a shot to be really good at Rover, but we didn't. See, we had never really seen him. He'd been hurt his first two years. Well, he redshirted as a freshman. They got hurt as a sophomore against Michigan in the opener in eighteen. Yep. And I'm thinking, and Osmar Belanger will, which is your top linebacker position in this defense. Are you kidding me? You're screwed. Yeah. It took me like one whole game to change my mind on that. <laughs> like when I watched him against Louisville, I was like, that's not the kid that we've seen the last four years. Who's that kid? Who's yes. Exactly. That Who's that kid? really ripped up <laughs> athletic guy that's making great reads and flying to the ball and taking right. proper out. Like there was one play. It was just a little play. He didn't make the play. I think it, it, I think it was Louisville. It was first or second game. I think it was Louisville in the opener. And they're running some kind of jet sweep and he just shoots outside and explodes outside and blows up the lead blocker and just knocks, forces the run inside and drew wide. I think cleaned it up. You're thinking yep. he didn't make the play, but he made the play. You know, like he didn't make the play. You don't look at the stat sheet like, oh, wow, what a great play by Osmar Bilal. You're like, hey, look, Drew White, tackle for loss. No, that play doesn't happen if Osmar doesn't do his job. And in the past, a perfect example, go back a couple years earlier. You remember that jet sweep against uh, Georgia? I believe on that particular play, I believe it was Osmar jumping inside and yeah. getting sucked in that jump. I think that was the play. There was It was a play like that, but I thought it was the Osmar in the 2017, that DeAndre Swift jet sweep. And, and so, like you said, Ryan, the, the light went on. David Bruton was that way at Notre Dame. David Bruton was a very mediocre safety, but was a really good special teams player his entire career at Notre Dame. And this last year, just the light went on. Harrison Smith, you know, looked lost as a linebacker, moves to safety, light goes on, All-American, should have been on All-American anyway, and a first-round draft pick. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see if, the, if Josh Burnham's light goes on now or if we're still a ways away from that. But it's going to yeah. go on at some point in time, Ryan. I just hope – I'm greedy, man. All right, I'm selfish. I'm greedy and yeah, selfish. Man. I want to see it now. Happens for every player at different times, man. It's hard to predict sometimes. But to your point, hopefully it comes around sooner than later because he could be a very impactful player. I'm interested to see Jordan Battello, Brian. And I know we've seen him for a couple of years. We've seen the flashes. But he's expected to have more of a full-time role this year, obviously, right? And there's a lot of people, players and coaches that I know are – very high on what Jordan Patello could do for Notre Dame this year from a production perspective. So haven't seen it this spring with my own eyes. I've heard from you that he looks twitchy, looks explosive, yeah, looks the part, cool. Fine. 
Yeah. Let's, well, they, they've let's been doing see a lot of pressure. Yeah. They've been doing a lot of blitz stuff, Ryan. And in a lot of their yeah. blitzes, the, the Vipers kind of a take, o- take over the tackle to open up this yes. slant inside to open up this. So there hasn't been a ton of just pure rushes from him in the spring. Yeah. So, but athletically, he looks, he looks great. I mean, looks great. And, and I, I hope it's, it's like one of those similar matchup conversations that we had earlier in the offensive segment. I really hope we get a little bit of Jordan Batelho versus Joe Walton this game. Like, yeah. I really hope I get to see yeah. him against Joe Walton. I just want to see him pin his ears back and see what he can do against an All-American. Yeah. Even against Blake Fisher, too. But, like, Joe Walt versus Jordan Batelho, I want to see that smoke. I want to see what, what happens there. Because Jordan Batelho's coming off a game where he had two sacks and ten hurries. Like, he was really good against South Carolina as a pass rusher. Can he do that against a legitimate potential top ten pick next year? That's a different conversation. So I'm excited to see Jordan Battelle against these offensive linemen. I think that could yeah. be a really interesting conversation yeah. piece. We'll have a conversation about another guy here when we get into the next section. But I, uh, I'm, I'm there. Linebacker Ryan, let's yes. let you start this one. I want you to start this one. Yeah. When you look at the linebackers, there's a lot of good options we could go with. What's the linebacker that you're hoping when the spring game is over, you're like, okay, that's the guy everybody's talking about. I, I was thinking about Nolan Ziegler, but – I really want to see Drake Bowen, man. I'm excited. The one the one practice recap we did where you were talking heavily, I think you were on with Vince, and I was able to pull in and yeah. listen to that one, and you guys were just like lauding over how good Drake Bowen looked in that Athletically, practice specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see it, man, because, I again, I keep coming back to who is the Mike linebacker after J.D. Bertrand? Who's the heir apparent? Who's the guy that could be that impactful next level middle linebacker, a playmaker for that position. I think it could be Drake Bowen, man. And you're hearing he looks really good athletically. And I saw him down in San Antonio. I thought he looked fantastic throughout the week of practice. The game wasn't quite as good, but I want to see just how good he looks as a true freshman in that system, how quickly he's acclimating, how quickly he's really getting that defense down and seeing him fly around, man, because I think that we have really, as a fan base, Brian, recruiting wise people were so excited about drake bowen and i feel like they soured on him at the end because they saw the 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 all-american bowl game all-american just bowl ignored what Antonio. he did the entire week of practice right and, and, and again like if you talk to people that were at the game they're saying like he he's trailing some guy it looks like he gets smoked on a pass play and what you Anthony found Hill's out after was like no that wasn't his fault you yeah. know uh, he that wasn't his guy he was actually he recognized that there was a blown coverage and was trying to rectify it but that's just how people are, man. You yeah. know, what I mean, that's just how people are. It is, I and I understand it. But yeah, it's it's gonna. And, and Jay Nalsbury is another one. Yeah, yep. those two kids look, they looked the part, Ryan. I mean, they're not ready yet, right? They're not ready. They're they're twelve practices in. We saw them last all practice. We saw it was like nine. They're not ready yep. yet. But when you, you want to see, okay, like here's when you get worried about as a because I remember the first time the fir- I, you people ask who's the guy you missed the most on. What's what's you know biggest misses you had as an evaluator? And I say the the absolute big, like Javon McKinley wasn't as good as I thought he was going to be, sure. but he's still a good player. You know, yeah. and and had he not had some injuries, I think would have been an even better player. But he wasn't as good in college as I thought he was going to be. But he was still a starter on a playoff team, leading receiver yeah. on a playoff team, right? Like he wasn't a bust by any stretch. Josh Badelho, I was way off on. And and Josh and Barajas. I, Josh Barajas. Yes, yeah, I said. What did I say? Josh Patello. Yeah. I don't even know who the heck that is. Josh Barajas is the guy I was most wrong on, and I knew it immediately because like when I saw the film, I saw a kid that had some twitch, a kid that could rush quarterback, 
And the first practice I saw him in Notre Dame, I was, he looked chunky. He looked out of shape and he looked like he wasn't athletic at all. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I miss so bad on this kid. Like, I mean, first practice. Yeah. You're just like, this kid does not belong here. I don't, and I don't know if it was like he had a bad offseason. I don't know what the heck happened. I was like, that's not the dude that I saw on film or the guy that I saw in the all, Army, all, Army All American game who looked really good. I know what happened. I was like, I'm, I'm, I missed on this kid bad. He just, he didn't look like he belonged. Then you see those freshmen that are like, dude, this kid's not ready to help me right now, but oh my gosh, I love <laughs> watching that kid run around. And I was, a conversation I was having last night with a guy was, that there's so many more of there's so much of that in the freshman and sophomore classes. I don't know if these kids are going to be ready to play yet. Like, I don't know if they're going to be ready to help this team. I don't know. But when you look on the front seven, Ryan, and you look at Nolan Ziegler, Jalen Sneed, Drake Bowen, Jaden Osbury, even Preston Zinter at times, but he's still thinking so much. But yeah. you look at Josh Burnham and you look at Jay Tyson Ford and Aiden Go Byron, Benjamin Morrison, and Jaden Mickey. And and Christian Gray before his injury, and and you're thinking, and the fastest dude of all of them is not even on campus yet. In Micah Bell, you start saying to yourself, "That's where the, that's the Marcus Freeman impact right there." And we haven't even seen Bubakar yet, and Armo, the the athleticism and the explosiveness athletically that this defense has added since Marcus Freeman was hired as the defensive coordinator stands it's, out. It's a different, ton. man. It's different. Now, are those kids ready to play a bunch yet? Don't know. Yeah, there's only one for sure that I know is ready to play, and that was, that's the guy that's already been a freshman All American. We'll see how yeah. the rest of them do. But you start getting fired up, man. And you're just like, man, these guys move different. They look different. Jaden Osbury's not ready physically yet to be a linebacker. I think he can help you on special teams right now. But you watch him run around. You're like, this cat is this cat's different. Yep. When he it, it, Matt Bayless is going to be the key to to Jaden Osbury being an All American. Because the the God given abilities there, now Jaden Osbury has got to put in the work, but I've never heard a question sure. about whether he's going to nah. work or not. Never yeah, heard he's going to grind. He's going to grind. Yeah, but it's just like you get that body built up because this cat's different. Drake Bowen's another one like this cat. This cat moves different. Nolan Ziegler, to me, is the is the the twitchiest athlete they have at linebacker, in my opinion. When you when you come like pound for pound, in my view, I mean, I would I would be one to. I'd be one to say I'd like to see a race between him and Jalen Sneed because I don't know who would win that one. And he's 20 pounds, 20 plus pounds heavier than Jalen Sneed. But then you talk about Jalen Sneed and just the twitchiness that he brings. I mean, so there's so many linebackers you could go with, Ryan. But for me, it's it's the two sophomores. That's ultimately my answer. And and it's it's Nolan Ziegler as an, as an every down linebacker. And I want to see how Jalen looks as a pass rusher. Yeah. Because those cats just move different. And, and again, this is coming from a dude well, really two dudes who don't buy into the whole, oh, the veterans don't aren't athletes, aren't good athletes. We don't buy into that. Jack's, Jack Kaiser has zero athleticism limitations. Jack Kaiser's limitations are size. Yeah. That's it. Jack doesn't lack athletic. Jack runs really well. JD runs really well. JD lacks length and consistency at times. Maris issues have zero to do with athleticism. So we're not people who buy into the whole, get the better athletes on the field it but these cats are just different ryan they're just different and that's that's exciting that's really exciting and, and i want to see that but nolan yeah. and Jalen to me are the most physically ready to play and i want to see what they look like and i want to see them put a little bit of pressure on the veterans because uh what, what do you all you say this all the time ryan competition is a very healthy thing 
100%. for veterans. If you know, hey, man, I'm a fifth-year senior and I'm a captain, but if I don't step it up, this cat number 42 wants my job like now. Yep. He's not ready to wait for me to graduate. He wants it now. He wants to send me into an early retirement. I got to bring it today. That's a yep. great thing for a football team. Because either A, he doesn't answer the bell and he gets beat out, or B, he answers the bell and now he's even better. And so if Nolan and Jalen can come out there and ball on Saturday, hey, you've been put on notice. Hey, 27, we love you. You're a team captain. You're you're incredibly invaluable. But you're on notice. You better make plays. You know, hey, Jack, you've had a great spring, Jack Kaiser. Great spring, by the way. Jack Kaiser had a great spring. But you're on notice. You better keep that up. There can be no let up. Because this cat number 17 and this cat 42 and this cat number 23 and this cat number 34, these cats want your job. They're not willing to wait for next year. And and uh, same thing with number eight. You're definitely on notice, man. Now, you're, you're doing the whole Pedro Serrano snake and the, the thing in Major League, like hoping that you don't got a red sticker in your locker when you get back over there. You know what I mean? Like, you better be ready to bring it because these young bucks are hungry and they're working. And they want your job, and I want to see that in the blue gold game. Man. I might watch. I'm getting fired up talking about it, man. I might watch Major League later, man. Look Great at movie. that score board yes. now, Grasshopper. Yes. I want to watch that now. That's Great. a fantastic movie. Great movie. Man. <laughs> Great. Uh, was that that was Major League Two? That was Major League Two. That quote. Yeah. yeah. Major League that One was clear. great. Major League Two was solid. Major League Three was awful. That's kind Wait, of is that one? Is that the back to the minors one? Back to the minors. That was yeah. horrible. Where where they brew Baker and then some no name pitcher that there I don't even one, know. Yeah. There was one good part about that movie that I won't say publicly, but there was one good part about <laughs> that movie. I'll tell you about it later. But yeah, Major <laughs> League One is one of the most quotable movies ever. Oh yeah, ever. man. Tremendous oh, yeah. movie. But yeah, I'm excited to see these young bucks, man. And that's that you're talking about like my the future Notre Dame. Like, look, I've been doing this a long time. I've seen a lot of spring balls. I've seen a lot of teams. And when you start seeing cats that just don't look like what you're nor- used to looking like, that's when you start getting excited. That's just, man, this cat just does not look like what I'm used to seeing yeah. at this position. You start getting fired up about it. Now, now I got major league clothes coming to my mind, man. I'm just oh, good, like man. you. You you might run like Hayes, but you hit yeah. like. Yeah. Are you <laughs> telling me Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? That might have been uh, one Eddie of my Harris. Yeah. What is, what is that on you, Vagisil? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got an arm like yours. I got to put, you know. <laughs> oh man, that's a great oh, movie. I love great that movie. movie. Well, yeah. Brian, I feel bad because we're segueing into a position that I, my answer for cornerback in this game was going to be Christian Gray, but now he's got the D scope. This this spring so he's not going to be available for the rest of spring he's that not going to be there gonna be my answer even if really interesting interesting well i guess my default for me like i, I was thinking about chance tucker but i want to see benjamin morrison you know take that okay. jump from freshman to sophomore and go against Deion colsey and tobias merriweather and i just want to see those matchups so i'll defer to benjamin morrison it's not an unknown commodity but there is still is i think people are now just what we saw from Benjamin Morrison last year was as good as Benjamin Morrison's going to be, and I'm just like, guys, there's a there's still a step there, man, that could t- that he can take this yeah. offseason to be a impactful football player in 2023. So let me see a little bit more of that next level from a guy yeah. like Benjamin Morrison. Honestly, Ryan, I'm I, for me the answer is kind of easy. I am really looking forward to seeing Jaden Mickey, and we've kind he's kind of the forgotten man a little bit. You know, where he's he's now even as a sophomore, kind of in that middle child thing, right? Like, you know, you've got you've got Cam Hart, who's the veteran, 
and Benjamin, he's like him and Benjamin Morrison are like the twin, they're twins. Right. And then, uh, you know, they're the middle twins, but one of them's like shown an early gift. And so like, you know, you're, that's the one you're taking to camp and you're, you know, and then there's that other twin that just kind of like you forget about. And then the new kids have come along and Christian Gray and Micah Bell, and you've got your new babies that require all your attention. And so you're just not hearing a lot about Jade Mickey. I've liked what I've seen from Jade in this spring so far. And, and I think Jade Mickey still has the potential to be a starting cornerback at the University of Notre Dame. Now we're, we're just assuming that Christian Gray is going to take that job or whatever. And he's got every chance to, because Christian Gray is really, really good. Yeah. But I mean, Jaden Mickey's competed his butt off this spring. He really has. And and going against the big guys that he's gone against, going against Dion, going against Tobias, I think has really helped make him a better player. I think the improved coaching that the receivers are getting from Chancey Stuckey is is helping all the corners, but nobody more than Jaden Mickey because he's being forced to be more patient. And yeah. that's the biggest takeaway I've seen from Jaden is that patience uh, and he's always look Jaden Mickey at least once a year is going to get burned on a double move for a touchdown just it, just embrace it it's, it's going to happen style. it's his style but he's yeah. also now going to start making a lot more plays because he's still aggressive but he's more patient with it yeah. and that's the difference between getting beat for a touchdown and breaking up a pass or you know, things like that it's just and so that's what I'm excited to see I'm really looking forward because if Jaden can have sort of a sophomore jump all of a sudden, your outside cornerback rotation is is looking really good, and he's yeah. got more God given ability than than Clarence Lewis. And if Jaden steps up when Cam Hart gets back, now you feel a lot better about maybe having Clarence Lewis focus more on just the nickel, or yeah. potentially moving to safety if you're not able to get a portal guy. But you allow Clarence to zero in on a specific spot and maximize that to make him better. And now all of a sudden you feel great about it. So Jaden Mickey's the guy for me. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing if, if what kind of game Jaden can have in this game. Very much so. That's an interesting one. I, I think that that fight for cornerback three, because obviously as of now, Clarence Lewis is still there. So he's going to be in that conversation. But interesting if a guy like a Jaden Mickey could fight for that spot or a Cla- or Chance Tucker Chance Tucker's or another one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They need yeah. – like I'm, I'm looking at Jaden because I feel like he's been kind of written off. Yeah, Chance Tucker's never been written in from fans. Like you know, like sure. Jaden got a chance. He 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 didn't play great last year, J- but if Chance Tucker's that guy too, it's the same. It's the same in story. And they're both they're both good players who have continued to improve this spring. I just I look at Jaden Mickey and I'm like, man, that that you also look at kind of what he's going through right now as a young yeah. man. Yeah, and and you say, boy, this kid is answering the bell every single day. When most of us would have been like, Coach, man, I, I gotta, I gotta bow out and go home and be with my mom. You know what I mean? But he's staying there, competing and battling, and 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 he's a teenager going through something like scary. Yep. And to see him, and he's got to go take classes at the University of Notre Dame. You know, (laughs) and so you just say, this kid's got a little something different. This kid's got a little something and when you watch him on the field run you wouldn't know that all that stuff is going on and that takes a special special young man and so it's it's almost a point where not only am i looking forward to seeing him from a football evaluation standpoint but as a human being kind of rooting for him and yep. i and i try not to do that a whole lot because i hey look let the best man play and all that but it's just kind of like i want to see the kid thrive because it, it just it's a great story and just shows yeah. that what what a, what are what young people can do when they're challenged to be the best version of themselves and life is challenging Jaden Mickey to be the best version of himself. And so far 
young man stepped up to the plate. And that's just a, that's a great story. And he's a good football player. As if being a student at the University of Notre Dame wasn't hard enough. Imagine being a student athlete a, at the University of Notre Dame and going right. through what he's going through. Right. That's that's a lot, man. That's a and, lot. And so. handling it from everything yes. that we can tell, handling it like a like a grown up, yeah. uh, just speaks volumes. It also says a lot about his parents yes. and the kind of young man that they've raised him to be. You yeah. know, I mean, didn't this happen by accident? You know, yeah. and uh, so I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him thrive. Uh, if no other reason, just that, but again, as a football player, take that aside as a football player, he's an important piece to this, this outside cornerback rotation to where if he steps up and if one, uh, and and if him and chance Tucker both emerge now, all of a sudden, if you're Mike Mickens, I don't feel bad about taking Benjamin out for 10 to 12 snaps a game. Exactly. Because chance can handle it. And I can take some of the burden off of Ben against Navy and 10. You're not taking Benjamin Morrison off the field against Ohio state. But if you can take him off for 10 to 12 snaps a game in the four games leading up to it and the two the two to three or the two after before USC, you feel better about that. Same thing with yeah. Cam Hart. If I can, you know, if I can take 10 to 15 snaps a game off of Cam Hart or 20 snaps a game off of Cam Hart against those teams because I'm fully confident that Jaden Mickey can go out there and handle the job, then all of a sudden I feel a lot better about the ability to rotate my guys and keep them fresh because now all of a sudden – in the fourth quarter, your receivers aren't fresh and my guys are tired because my guys have 20 more reps onto their legs. No, 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 no. My guys are working on the same rep that your guy's working on. Yep. And you feel good about that. And, and that's a good place to be. So practically speaking, even beyond the story aspect of it, Chance and Jaden really stepping up is important to this football team. And so Chance is Jaden's the guy that I'm I'm keying on for all the reasons I mentioned. But I want to see 18 play well. And I thought Chance played well last spring. I thought he had a pretty good game last spring. Remember that crazy catch that Braden Lindsay made against him? Yeah. The falling. It was like that. There's not a dang thing Chance could have done about that. That was a great coverage. Well, he's stronger yes. now. He's got a year more of coaching now. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do, too. He, If you would have picked Chance Tucker, I would have been like, yeah, okay, cool. He, he was the guy I was thinking of. If I was going to pick Benjamin Morrison, I was going to pick Chance Tucker. That was going to be the guy for me personally. Safety is another interesting one, though, Brian, as we're kind of finishing up this talk because – There aren't a lot of options. Ben Minich is out now. Yeah. Don Schuler has been out, obviously, with an injury this spring. Like, we're yeah. talking about Xavier Watts. We're talking about Ramon Henderson pretty much. Like, that's kind of, you know – DJ Brown. DJ Brown, but like we know who DJ is at this point, right? As a sixty-year senior, like you know what you know what DJ Brown is. I, I was thinking about Xavier Watts, but I'm actually gonna go with Ramon Henderson just because I've always have had like I want to buy into Ramon so badly as a football player because he's really talented, man. He's got length, he's explosive, and he's made some plays in games where you're just like, man, that interception against Virginia two years ago, you're like, dang, brother, that was pretty impressive, mm-hmm. right? And then he has like the the blitzes last year that he made a couple big hits. You're like, okay, like there's some tools there, but it's always been on consistency for Ramon Henderson. So a clean football game because the last time I saw Ramon Henderson in a blue gold game, didn't look too good, man. He didn't look too great. So can Ramon Henderson have a a good end to spring? Because it sounds like he was he was pretty up and down this spring. Can he have a positive end going into the rest of the offseason? I hope Ramon Henderson has a good end to his spring personally. Yes, it's important, Ryan. That's fine as well. I had to quickly check. I was like, I was on a different 
screen. I was like, did I forget to unmute my, it's like Ryan over there going like this and I'm not talking. <laughs> um, Ramon's my guy too. Uh, look, it's probably unfair of for Z- to Xavier Watts to say this. Yeah. But I just kind of, okay. I, I kind of feel like I know what he's going to be this spring or this yeah. fall. I just, I feel it it's unfair. It's, it's like, unfair. It, yeah. But it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Ramon's Xavier's going to ball out. I'm, I'm confident in that. What are the other guys going to do? That's, and again, it's unfair to him because he's he's really only been like a full rotation safety for like three or four games. Yeah. But I just that's just the level of confidence I have with Xavier Watts. And and I think that's the level of confidence Xavier Watts has in himself, which is partly where my confidence comes from. If if they could get Ramon Henderson to be as confident and more importantly, focused, yeah, as a DJ Brown then he's going to have a heck of a year. And all of a sudden we're talking about the the one-two punch at safety of Xavier and Ramon being really good. And it's got the physical tools to be there. I just, Ramon still has not shown me that he is a football player. Ramon has shown me that he's a really athletic kid that can use that athleticism to do some things on the football field. But he's not a consistent football. He's not a football. He doesn't look like a natural football player yet, which is partly why he oftentimes looks the best when he's blitzing. Because it's just like, run fast and get the quarterback right it's can you do the little things correctly can you be where you need to be and if he can ramon's got a chance to be a dude at notre dame there's no doubt about that ryan he's got a chance to be a dude brian that's why it's so i mean it's it's a little frustrating honestly because we've seen every attribute that you need out of a really good safety in flashes from Ramon. Like you've seen the range and like that crazy interception two years ago against Virginia. You've seen the range on the back end. You've also seen him come downhill and lay some sticks in the run game at times. Yeah. And you've also He's seen him. He's not afraid to hit, Ryan. He's not. And that was honestly my biggest concern with him coming out of high school was that right there on top. Like of the, this is a track kid that mostly played wide receivers. You're going to really hit people. Yeah. Ramon is not afraid to hit people. He's not. He just doesn't always know how to properly hit people. And that goes back to what we what, you, what we mentioned. So, um, and I've never heard anybody tell me he doesn't work hard. It's just mm-hmm. it's just that feel. Does he have that feel? Does he have that ability to focus rep after rep after rep? That's the question. Yeah, but if question. if the light, he's another if he's one. There's a few. There's like four or five if guys in the veteran classes and and and, and younger classes where like if a happens, boy, this is and he's that guy for me in the secondary. Like if Ramon, if the light goes on for Ramon, if the light goes on for Nolan Ziegler, this is where I'm at on all these positions. If the light goes on for Jason Onya at D-Tackle, Josh Burnham at Viper, Billy Shrouth at guard, Tobias at wide receiver, Holden Stace at tight end. If the light goes on for those guys, they're all difference makers. Like not just all key contributors, no difference makers. And the more of those answers that get, and, and J- Jalen needs another one, a linebacker, by the way. Yeah, it, it, that you that you throw in there, and it's like if the light goes on, you're a way. The the more of those guys where the light goes on, the better you are. And if most of those guys have the light go on this year, yep, whew, that's gonna be fun, buddy. Yeah, man, it's gonna be fun. I mean, there's a, there's obviously a lack of depth at safety, and you're going to most likely bring in someone this offseason from the transfer portal but man if if because Ramon Henderson's really talented I would say this Brian I don't think this is too outlandish and we'll end the conversation in a sec but like 
Ramon Henderson is a NFL level athlete playing the safety position. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not, he's and not body. a football player yet. And body like has and, the talent and body, Ryan. I mean, he, yeah. he has the size, he has the athleticism. That's not the question. Does he have the instincts and the feel and the, in the, in the consistency of focus? That's the question. Yeah. But this again, that's different now between guys in the past. In the past, it's been like, boy, this kid's smart and he tries, but I just don't know if he has the athleticism to to hang on that level. The difference now is Notre Dame has the athletes to play with these these big teams, but are their athletes the football players that those teams' athletes are? That's yeah. the question. It, it's like That's him and him and DJ Brown are polar opposite players, yes. right? Like they are just to illustrate your point as far as the different differentiator there. But that is going to kind of do it for our little bit of preview as far as players that we are have our eyes yeah, our predictions on. preview. Yeah. yeah. And, and we'll do more of a what to look for tomorrow. People yeah. have asked about that. That'll be what the focus of tomorrow's show is. <laughs> happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com